Welcome to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. I'm Judy Umless, creator of the Center for Grateful Leadership and the author of three books, including Grateful Leadership, Using the Power of Acknowledgement to Engage All Your People and Achieve Superior Results. I'm also Senior Vice President at the International Institute for Learning, IIL. I'm going to share a few things with you today that I'm, well, not 100% sure I should be sharing, but those of you who know me and know my work also know that I'm 100% authentic and that I tell the truth. I think this truth-telling must be the reason for the power of the stories I share because people do remember them for years and even ask me to retell certain ones. So here goes. Many of you know that when our wonderful podcast host, Jim Trella, reached the third anniversary of delivering the Art of Grateful Leadership podcasts, he needed to step aside due to personal and professional responsibilities. You also may remember that I wasn't sure what to do when he stepped aside, because he and I had worked so well and so closely on the series for those three years, with Jim doing the heavy lifting for getting each one done. I would just get to review and comment on them before they aired. So there I was, not knowing what to do with Jim stepping aside, because I personally knew members of the Center for Grateful Leadership who had gotten into the lovely habit of starting their Monday mornings by listening to Jim's podcast with a cup of coffee. He'd built a strong and dedicated following. So there were only two choices, I felt. Rerun the three years of Jim's wonderful podcasts, which were, I believed, evergreen, not at all dated, or take on the continuation of the series myself. To me, the choice was clear and easy. Really, just rerun those three wonderful years of this podcast. And by then, we'd figure something else out. But Roxy Nevin, the Center for Grateful Leadership Administrator and wonderful contributor, said, you should really take this on, Judy. So this was beginning to look and feel like my fate. The first couple of podcasts were very challenging for me. But I was so grateful for the opportunity to contribute in this new and exciting way. And I pretty much assumed it would get easier over time. But guess what? It didn't. And guess what? I now suspect that it will never get easier because, and here's my authenticity and transparency at work, I don't usually have an easy time of anything, whether it's creating a book or a presentation, or a podcast, or an article, or a blog post, or a social media post. I guess the truth is, I just don't do easy. But whenever an opportunity presents itself to spread the power of this message, I feel such a strong sense of gratitude for it that there's never a question. I must, and always do, accept it. I'll never forget when IAL agreed to publish my first book, The Power of Acknowledgement, back in 2006. I kept making editorial changes to the so-called final manuscript. At one point, my colleague who was in charge of the project literally took it out of my hands when I made the mistake of printing out the entire manuscript and said, you are done. It's being published and it's going to print. I hated her for it, but at the same time, I was extremely grateful because I would never, and I mean never, have otherwise finished that book. And the same was true for the Grateful Leadership book. And yes, the same was true even for the Power of Acknowledgement for Kids book. 
And in fact, IIL CEO Laverne Johnson told me one year that I was not going to be a presenter for our annual most widely attended conference, which I'd always been, which was International Project Management Day. Why not, I asked, feeling extremely hurt and disappointed. Because, she said very honestly, I don't want IIL to lose you for three months while you prepare for that 45-minute presentation. Oops, I guess I'd been found out, and my modus operandi was now, it appeared, well-known by everyone. So the next year, I had to convince her that I would get my presentation done just from an earlier one that I needed to dust off and update. Well, that didn't quite turn out to be the case, but the truth was that what I did put into updating it led to making it better than it ever was, and it got excellent reviews. So here I am doing a weekly podcast, and I truly do feel a strong sense of gratitude for all the work that has gone into making this message so worth spreading, the years of support I've gotten from IIL for it, from all of you, from the members of the Center for Grateful Leadership. But I do get a sinking feeling in my stomach as each day of the week goes by and we get closer and closer and closer to the Sunday night upload. So yes, the process can be pretty painful, but I must admit that when it's done, I do feel a tremendous sense of pride and gratitude at each of these accomplishments and for the people that are part of the podcasts. And especially in these challenging times, when I know it's my honor and my duty, if not always my pleasure, to make sure I'm doing all I personally can do to have all of us be the grateful leaders we can be, I feel an added responsibility. To have our leaders be the grateful leaders we know they can be, it's absolutely critical in these times. And all it takes is a quick understanding of the five C's of grateful leadership, consciousness, choice, courage, communication, and commitment, which you've heard about in the past and which I'll, I'm sure I'll speak about in the future. And with tools like this and the many others we teach, this can and will and does happen. It's really simple when you get down to it. We all need to remember that especially in times of high stress, as we've been experiencing over these past months, we must do everything possible to let the people we live with and work with know how important they are and the contributions that they make as well to an organization and to a family. As Stephen R. Covey wrote in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, next to physical survival, the greatest need of a human being is to be affirmed, to be validated, to be appreciated. And when I think of all the people who feel invisible in their workplaces, it just makes me want to do something immediate to get our leaders to pay attention to them and their contributions and who they are as human beings. So I must admit that now being totally responsible for this weekly podcast has in fact injected a new life and light into and even an expansion of the Grateful Leadership Initiative. 
Now needing to reach out to my wonderful Center for Grateful Leadership members and colleagues to be my guests on the podcast is such a pleasure for me, and they're so honored to join me in lively discussions, some of which you've already heard. It's as if experiencing their resonance with this work lights the fire in me to do more, to get it out to more people, and we are doing that one person at a time. So yes, I must admit that today is Sunday. I had had a tooth extracted this weekend and I'm aching and wondering how I will get this in time for the upload. But since I've left it to the last minute, well, or almost the last minute, I'm reminded of the inspiring book, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. The description of the book on the back cover states, there's an old saying that if the first thing you do each morning is eat a live frog, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing that it's probably the worst thing you'll do all day. Tracy uses eat that frog, it's stated, as a metaphor for tackling the most challenging task of your day, or your week in this case, for me, the one you're most likely to procrastinate on. So maybe this coming week, I'll eat that big, juicy, yucky frog much earlier and feel much better about the rest of the week. I also love a statement by Stephen Pressfield in his book, The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. That's something I'm battling all the time. He talks a lot about the invisible force called resistance, and he says this about it. Resistance cannot be seen touched, heard, or smelled, but it can be felt. We experience it as an energy field radiating from a work in potential. It's a repelling force. It's negative. Its aim is to shove us away, distract us, prevent us from doing our work. This is so validating when I hear those words. I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from the podcast creation process as well as from the content I'll be gathering to keep the podcast fresh, new, and alive. And I'm sure that many people face challenges similar to this new one that I'm facing with their own creative missions. So what's the answer here in order to make it at least a little bit easier? I think maybe for me, it's to not question whether I should be doing the podcast series and to know that this opportunity has come along at the right time and that it's right for now. So that's why I'm starting to call myself, and believe it or not, it's kind of done in a self-loving and only slightly mocking way, the reluctant but grateful podcaster. I've been presented with this new obligation and honor. I value it, I treasure it, and I love it. And I also kind of hate it at times as well. In any case, I'm still extraordinarily grateful to Jim Trella for building the Art of Grateful Leadership brand within our very successful Grateful Leadership IIL brand and for leaving his legacy with me for now to carry on. Let's see if we can use it as a Monday morning motivation to inspire the world to get people to use tools like the five C's and many others to be the best and most grateful leaders they can be and that they can inspire others to be. 
That's what's most wanted right here, right now. And oh, by the way, we have someone who will be inspiring many to be grateful leaders. Please join me in congratulating Angela Brown, business analyst at CAI. She was a guest on a recent podcast in which we discussed her upcoming pilot Grateful Leadership webinar, which she just delivered to about a half dozen members of the Grateful Leadership Advisory Committee. She did it skillfully and expertly, and she got great feedback from the participants, who were also sincere enough to tell her how she could even improve in some areas. We unanimously agreed, though, that she deserved to be certified and to carry this torch forward. So Angela Brown has been officially notified of her achievement, and I have the feeling that the next person will soon be stepping up to the plate as well in order to start the process of achieving this honor. And that is an invitation to all of you to apply for this Level 1 certification but only if this work calls to you and truly resonates with you. It's doable, it's achievable, it's affordable, and yes, it's challenging. But once you start, you'll know exactly why you took it on. You'll know why, especially once you've achieved it and expanded your capacity to bring this more than ever absolutely critical message to the world. So congratulations, Angela, and my personal thanks to the wonderful community out there listening to this podcast. I'm grateful to and for each and every one of you. So thanks again for listening to my tale of my personal development journey, let's call it, which even more importantly is ultimately about expanding and developing the Grateful Leadership Initiative. So please keep joining us and do share this podcast with all of the people who mean anything and everything to you in both your life and work. Now, please remember that if you're not already a member of the Center for Grateful Leadership, you can join at no cost by going to www.gratefulleadership.com and I will personally welcome you. You can also reach out to me directly by writing to me at judy.umless at iil.com. And please remember to acknowledge someone or many someones each and every day. Until the next time, I'm Judy Umless.